I do not know why pressing record has been so hard. <laughs> but I'm here. I'm doing it. I'm here. <laughs> it has been, oof, it has been a month. I mean, I think the best way that I describe it is that I have been on the roller coaster where the the high the highs are really high and really amazing and the lows are quite dramatic and a lot and, and I don't know why actually I have I figured out I figured out a few things I figured out a few things which I will get to momentarily but first I want to talk about apogea because I just came back from it and I want to share some stories from it because it was so fun. It was so good. So Apogea is a regional Burning Man event. And if if you are Burning Man curious, turns out most places have these little regional events that are smaller scale, much more accessible and incredibly fun. And you get a sense of, of what it's all about. And that's what Apogea is for Colorado. It's Colorado's Burning Man, regional Burning Man. And for me, this is my first time going, actually. And it was a delightful playground filled with the best people and some incredible art. And yeah, lots of magic and fire spinning and music and dancing and mm, it was really, really, really good. Really good. So I got to be part of a camp that has invented a flying machine. And this flying machine is kind of reminiscent of a teeter-totter. And you have to use your own physical strength to make it fly. And you have one person on one end and one person on the other. And I got to tell you, like working a flight cruise shift was one of the best parts of my weekend because I got to see the faces of the people who, you know, you're, you're, you're getting on there and you're learning about it. And there's like this look of nervousness and what the heck am I doing on your face? And then as soon as you start running around in a circle and jumping up and down and flying. You see everyone's sort of four-year-old selves coming out on their faces. Like you can see what they look like when they were a little kid on a playground having like the best time of their life. And so to be able to facilitate that experience and see that happen time after time was just so incredible. It was so fun. Mm. Yeah, a lot of play. I, I realized coming into this weekend and then coming out the other side that I really want to live on a playground. <laughs> like, like, in a way that, you know, you can you can choose whether you look at the things that you do in life as 
fun or not, you know? And like the amount of effort that goes into setting up these camps and doing all of this incredibly like manual labor, physical labor, emotional and mental labor. You're you're hauling in tons of gear. You're spending hours setting it up only to break it all down a few days later. And, you know, most people that I've encountered are feeling very stretched right now. And so to dig into that that well of energy and find energy to do something as fanciful and silly and extreme as as what happens at these events is such a testament to everyone who is participating in in these communities because you know what you ultimately are doing is you're creating the container of a playground. At least that's what it was for me. And I know that it can be different for everyone. It is different for everyone. But for me, it was a container that was a giant sandbox. It was a giant playground where everywhere I went, I would run into people that I knew and they would be so happy to see me and I would be so happy to see them. And it would be like, oh my God, look at what we're doing right now. Look at what's happening. (laughs) And it was so restorative. And, you know, I had one of my campmates ask me how I felt at the end, you know, and we're (laughs) <laughs> my particular camp, we we were so slow to break down. I think we just all wanted to keep hanging out with each other and laughing and joking and enjoying the company and talking about what happened. And so we ended up getting out pretty late in the day. And it's it's you know it's a lot of work to break it all down. It's 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 not it's not it's not easy. But oh my god, is it worth it? Oh my god. And it's so funny to come away from something that is so physically intensive. And, you know, you're camping. <laughs> camping in itself, right, is an event. And then and then you have all of this on top of it. But one of my campmates was asking me how I felt, like what I, what I felt after the weekend. And it was restorative for me. And it gave me so much hope. I, I didn't realize that I needed my hope battery recharged, but but it it did. And so I have like this overwhelming sense of gratitude for all of the the encounters that I had, all of the people that I saw, all of the new friends that I made, all of the the beautiful art and experiences that I got to have. And then um, I also volunteered to work at the acculturation tent. And that is, so, you know, part of the, part of the beauty of Burning Man and of the regional burns is that it's all done by volunteers. You know, everything is, is done by people who are, stepping up and saying, I want to make this happen. I want this to be my reality. And so I'm willing to put the work in to help co-create this thing because I want it in my life. And 
And so for me, I volunteered to work the acculturation. And that is the tent where you can have new people come in or even people who have come for a while, but, you know, we get them with a snow cone. We give out snow cones. <laughs> and so we get them with the snow cones, but then we end up having conversations about the now 11 principles of, of Burning Man. And so you end up getting these, having these really amazing conversations about the principles and which ones are the most important to you at that moment, which are the ones it's out always really interesting to see what are the ones that people remember. And so my experience in the tent working my shift was that, you know, we we would start talking about the principles and inevitably most people would be like, oh yeah, you know, I, I read through them. I knew them all at one point, you know, it's been a while kind of thing. And or, you know, if they were, you know, brand new, they'd be like, oh, yeah, like I, I read those before I came in, you know, before I came or whatever. And so you'd just be like, oh, well, you know, which is the one that you feel like you connect with the most? And inevitably, self-expression, radical self-expression would be the one that would bubble to the top. And so I've been thinking a lot about that because that was also the one I connected with first. And I kind of feel like it's sort of like the gateway principle <laughs> because it is that first taste of freedom, of real freedom that you get. And it's so fun. It's so fun to be radically self-expressed. And it's so fun to see other people radically self-expressed. And it does make you wonder, like, what if this principle is so fun and so great and you connect with it and it's what keeps you coming back, then what do the other principles have for you? What are they, what, you know, what are, what are the worlds that will unfold as you sort of lean into each of the other principles? And I found myself talking about the principle of immediacy a lot because for me, my experience has been that you sort of move through each of the principles as they become more relevant for your experience. And radical self-expression, you know, is the first one and radical self-reliance is one that comes up pretty quickly because you see that... Well, I think that, you know, you, you get to understand when you see all of these other people doing all of this incredible work, you just feel like, wait, like, am I a drain? Am I an energy drain on this system? Am I, am I actually someone who is just taking from it? Or am I someone who's contributing in a meaningful way? Am I doing something? Am I providing energy and support so that this thing can keep happening? Or am I, am I, am I one of those people who is actually taking more than I am giving from the, the system that I exist in? And, you know, of course that, that, sentiment is not just for Burning Man, it's actually for the planet, right? It starts with thinking about how I'm contributing to this particular event to make sure that it happens and 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 to to provide new people with an amazing experience because that's what I got. 
And then you start thinking about how you show up in the world and what it is that you're contributing to the world and whether you're a drain on the system of the world or not. And so it can get a little, can get a wee bit existential. <laughs> so there is that, but it's, 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 it's a really good one. It's a really good one. And so now the principle that I, you know, of course, if you've been following this podcast at all, and if you haven't been, then I'm sorry. It just sort of, you're just jumping right in. And I'm actually thinking that I need to create a start here podcast episode so that so that I can create a little bit of context for new people who are hopping into this swimming pool right into the deep end. <laughs> but anyway, the principle that I ended up talking about a lot at this particular burn is the principle of immediacy. And it was fascinating to hear all of the different interpretations of what immediacy means. But what I have found that it means, and this connects back to my take the side quest mantra, is that if you set off with with a goal in mind, right? Like you're like, I'm going to go to do this thing. And along the way, you meet people who present you with options, alternative plans that your body or your heart says, ooh, yes, that sounds good. And then you decide, but no, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, be deterred from my original plan that I set off to do. You know what? I'll find you later. I'll find you later. We'll connect later. We'll do the thing later. And then you keep going on your way. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work out so well. <laughs> it's not as fun. <laughs> Turns out it's not the it's not the way to go. What what the 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 right answer is to be like, "Oh my god, look at this magic that just showed up that feels like a yes. I'm going to do this instead." And a lot of times when you do that, you get to do both things. Both things happen. But if you if you say no and you keep going, a lot of times both things never happen. You inevitably get to the thing that you were intending on going to and it's not happening, it's canceled, it's not what you thought, it's not the right vibe that you were thinking, it's not what you expected, all of the things. And then you're regretting, you're regretting the fact that you missed out on connecting with that person or doing that thing. And that's, you know, the, that's the that is the work that's the practice is realizing that when you feel something when you see something that you need to act on it that's your moment and when you do act on it that's when the magic unfolds and life gets better and better and better and better and so I think of these burns as little places to practice that and build that muscle and so this is this is one of the muscles that I'm I'm building. And it's really interesting to have this be present for me as I'm moving into these next 2 weeks because there's a lot happening here in Denver. There's a lot of really amazing people who are all converging in this city over the next 2 weeks because we're having the psychedelic conference MAPS, which is the organization that has been spearheading 
the science and the research behind all of the amazing breakthroughs that are happening in mental health when it comes to not just PTSD and trauma and depression, but consciousness. So everyone who is sort of in this space of what's next what's effective, what's working when it comes to mental health. They're all converging here in Denver, and there are amazing events that are happening. And so I am I'm moving into these next two weeks sort of with that in mind. Like I'm, I'm, I'm holding space open so that I can say yes to things, and I'm curious what will show up for me. And I'm excited about the connections that I will be making with the people who are also coming here with the same mindset. So I will definitely be talking about that over the <laughs> over the next little bit. And I, you know, I I was in a flow state. I was in a flow state for, for months and it was amazing. And something about traveling to Europe actually knocked knocked me out of it. And Italy in particular, which was such a surprise. Italy was incredibly surprising and different and wild and all of the things. And the whole trip was. And so part of, I think, the reason that I've sort of disappeared for so long is because I was ha having a hard time processing what happened and integrating what happened. And I'm, I'm getting closer. And I... I recorded sort of the facts of the trip, the details, the stories of what happened with one of my really good friends who was here for the stories. So I may just post that as is while I'm diving into the, the being very present to what's happening here over the next two weeks. So that might be my next podcast. And I, I don't, like I, I feel like hmm, a whole entire world of things has happened in the past month. And I'm not even sure whether it's I don't know how to catch catch up. <laughs> I don't know how to catch up. Uh well, oh, one of my really good friends called me <laughs> oh, she called me a joy bomb. <laughs> <laughs> which which is really cute and lovely. I it's what has been really really present for me is how powerful how how much the butterfly effect is real. How much what we put out there impacts other people. And that happened to me in a really explicit and powerful way recently. And I, I'm not sure how much I'm going to go into it, but, but I experienced someone in my life who was, who, who, who detonated an anger bomb in my presence. And, and that, and then I, in turn, I, I, I had things happen where I continued that. I passed that anger along. I passed that anger along. And I've been thinking a lot about how I had forgotten everything that I had learned. And I felt like 
I had so many different times where I could have done something different or acted different or, or stepped away and I didn't. And I, I allowed it all to unfold and it, it, the impact of that was so heartbreaking and what I, and me passing it along, I can't believe that I did that. Like, I was just like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it was a very confusing day and a very, very sad aftermath. So apparently I'm still here for the two by four method of enlightenment. And it's caused me to think a lot about what, what I've been saying and what I've been putting out there, you know, because I've been saying that you learn the most who that you're that the 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 dark times are often the times where the most growth happens and that's it's, and that's true that is just true but also it doesn't have to be that way you don't have to it doesn't have to you can appreciate those times for what they what what comes from them but I do not believe that that you have to have those dark times in order to grow anymore. That's the my new reality <laughs> that I am creating right here with you is that growth can happen at any time. You don't have to go for the two by four method of enlightenment. And in fact, part of the work is to, is to see things earlier, catch them sooner, pivot, make different decisions, choose, choose the different path, the one that you haven't been choosing. Understand that this is a pivot point. This is where you can choose to continue making the same choices that you've been making and learn the same way that you've been learning. Or hmm, you can identify this is when I usually do this. And instead, I'm going to pick this different path. I'm going to choose differently because because I understand more now. I, I've learned enough to know that I can choose differently and it will jettison me onto this different energetic pipeline that is more in alignment with where I'm going and not in alignment with where I've been. And that is a really, really important choice. That's a big moment. That's a timeline shift, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and... So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding that I've been putting out there in my quest to fall in love with all of life, which I choose to, it does not mean that I have to put myself into dark situations in order to learn the most. I can put myself in situations where I get to learn from playfulness. I get to learn from joy. I get to learn from love. I get to learn from connection. And I feel like that was, mm, that's what I got to experience at Apogea. <laughs> hmm, yay. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a pretty big one. And I know I've said it, but I'm really, really grateful. If you if you spent time with me this weekend, <laughs> please know how much you fed my soul and allowed me to show up as a as a joy bomb, <laughs> which is my favorite place. I love it. <laughs> I love spreading joy. So thank you. And 
I can't wait to see what's next, right? Like this feels big. It feels like a big moment. <laughs> so we'll see. If you've been listening and you were like, hey, where'd she go? I apologize for disappearing. <laughs> it was an intense month, but I'm back. And, and I'm so glad to be back. Really, really glad. Yay. Okay, that's it. I got to go. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>